YouTube. Hey, it's me. Um, I'm getting gas at Costco for the first time in my life because the people I walked dogs for gave me these like gift cards for gas here. I've never been in line, so I figured, oh, I should probably record an episode because it might take a while. Um, I think I'm doing a lot better in my, like, journey, you know? Um, I guess, like, I can only do what I can do, you know? I don't have control over the universe or whatever. Um, like some modern literature or videos will tell you that you can will things into existence. It's like, no, it's been done already. Existence has been willed into existence. And I'm still kind of learning about predestination and all that. So, there's just a lot. Um, there's there's still a lot of it. So, um, sorry, I had to... Sorry, they're like guiding me to like go in behind a car or something. Um, so there's still a lot I'm learning. I still don't know a lot, but I've still learned a lot, you know? Like, in regards to my faith and stuff. I'm learning that I don't really get to maneuver the planet, you know? Like, none of this is mine, you know? And the world is passing and stuff, so I'm still kind of trying to figure out what the point is. And because here's the thing, like, it's an existential question in regards to pretty much anything. So whether you're religious or spiritual or not, I feel like, okay, for example, with with my faith. And other faiths that believe in a judgment day. Where people will be judged by their deeds or by their faith or whatever. You know? Like, they're going to go to a place. And in regards to predestination, they say that everybody's always... Everybody's already been, like, sorted out, you know? Before birth and, like, before the beginning of existence. So I feel like... What does that even mean? Like, where does that put me and other people and the decisions they're making and they have made? Like, if you're a good person who wants to do bad things, but has felt this pressure to keep doing good things, either internally or externally or a combination of both through osmosis or whatever, what do you do? Like, you have the option, you have the choice to, oh crap. I don't know if I have my gift cards. If I don't have my gift cards, I'm... Um... So what if you want to do something bad? Like, does it really matter? You know? Like, you were supposed to go to that place anyway whether it was good or not. So does that really change what happens? What I'm trying to say is like, we're asked is like, is what you, does what you do matter in the grand scheme of things? And I feel like it's such a hard question to answer and I don't have the capacity or the, is this lady trying to cut? Oh, hell no. Sorry, there's just, I don't know. Sometimes people try to cut, like, they try to get away with it and then they see that people are actually aware of their existence and they're like, oh, let me correct that. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So, I don't know if I have the understanding or capacity to even explain it because I don't, I can't conceive it. Maybe I can never conceive it. But I just think like, okay, do my consequences and decisions have an influence on this planet 
on the greater reality of the unknown, of the divinity, the unconceivable divinity that is, right? I don't know. For example, I'm in line to get gas, right? In front of me, there's a nice... In front of me, there's a nice car. I am on park. You know what's funny? Now that I'm reminded of all the times I messed up my dad's car. That's hilarious. Sorry. Uh, I can take the car out of park and put it into drive, right? And I can step on the gas and my car can just zoom and hit the back of this car. That can hit the back of another car and so on. And really just throw a wrench in the day, right? My day, this, I don't know. I can't really tell if it's a gentleman or not in their day. But if I did it, wasn't I destined to do it? Am I really harming anyone? Am I not living out to fulfill not my destiny, but destiny itself? And is that sinful? If it's a decision to do bad, it's technically not a decision. So, I don't really know what to make of it. But at the same time, I can't say that you can do no wrong in, your, in this life, you know? What I'm thinking is, is it only bad because we say it's bad and believe it is bad? Like, morality. Is it a social construct or is there something beyond our own understanding that makes it so? Like, there is just so many ways to go about it. So, there's this idea that, like, the species selects for traits that will help ensure the survival of said species. So, Morality, is it like to protect humanity from a self-imposed like extinction, you know? Is that the point? Or is it like, or am I just thinking too much? Is it really that complicated? And I think it really isn't that complicated. It's just, I feel like we have so much more time on our hands now or less time with our hands, I guess, and more time in our heads, where we can even ask su such questions. Questions like, what's the point? I mean, is that question old, you know? Like, maybe philosophers have asked, like, what's the point of life or existence? But I'm trying to think, like, I'm sure there was a time where people didn't even think about that. Like, they were just too busy in, like, in their own way. And... Like, was beauty something they thought about, you know? Or was it all just, man, I'm hungry. Or was it, like... And like, man, I'm tired. Oh my God, a snake. Like, was that it? Was that the whole point? Did people even understand what purpose was? There's like an idea I have and it's confusing in regards to my own life. So sometimes I like to think of, oh my God, stop honking. Life is so short. I like to think of this example of a wind-up toy of me or an individual as a wind-up toy and like a further look inside shows that this toy has been wound already and there's all this potential energy and these actions that have oh you know what I don't know how I'm going to do this because I have gift cards. 
think there's an attendant here. Ah, uh, should have said. Oh yeah, so this energy's already been panned out. Like, I don't think people are gonna rush me. Sorry, I get distracted. It's like my nature. Um, all the all the events that person experiences, and even how they perceive those events. Have already been determined and wound. Like, you know how our intestines are like really long? But it's like they're in a spiral. To where they can fit in like a little compact space, you know? Like, that's what I mean. Like, in an individual's mind or body or whatever vessel. Like, there's already been... This is not me telling you what reality is. This is just me trying to make sense of it. It's that, what if, what if everything has been turned? What if all of your thoughts, all of your nightmares, hold on, I have to pause for a sec. Okay, sorry. I guess it took me like 12 minutes for the line. But that was at 12, so... I mean, I can't come back and get gas because you have to be, like, a member. Although my mom is. But, sorry, this is not an ad, so... Because they, they ain't be paying me for it. Um, so, yeah. Like, what if all your thoughts themselves, you know, and the decisions you make and the thoughts involving those decisions were also predetermined? Like, what does that make us? That makes us dolls. And there's verses like, I don't know if it's in the New Testament or the Torah or something, but it's explaining that like, essentially we're God's playthings. We're part of this creation, right? We're not the creators. We're like the cause of something. No. We don't cause things to happen. We are caused to happen. I guess. I don't know. Anyway. What if all this has just been predetermined? Like, what do I do, you know? Like, with all, with all these, these standards, uh, what it means to be a man, a good man, right? A righteous man, or simply a cool man, a revered one. Like, part of me is thinking, like, I don't care anymore then, you know? There is another verse in the Bible where it's like, don't... God, I don't know what it is. Essentially, it's saying, it's in somewhere in John, I think. It's basically saying, don't lust after this world because the world and its desires are, are passing, you know? And I just keep thinking about that and like the little visions I've had throughout my life and the things I've participated in, not in a bad way, but the programs and the projects and just my experiences, experiences as a human, right? Like, There's something in me that says, man, this world is just going to be, like, it's over pretty much. Like, as soon as we showed up in the grand scheme of history, that's as quickly as we're going to leave, if not sooner, right? You experienced this with how we experience money. So, there's a rate at which people get paid, and it's probably like called like a wage, you know? And there's also this burn rate, or a rate that you spend that wage or use it. And ideally, you want it to kind of have like a, an equilibrium or like a balance, right? And... I feel like, like I said, 
you could have been working hard for something for so many years or months and you can just spend it at a night like at a strip club or on a coat or in a car that can just crash or burn and it's just gone you know and there's no there's no value that came out of it that was the value you put in which you can make an argument for I get that um but I just think it's that just that idea that it can take so much time to build something, but so little time to destroy it. 9-11 is also an example, you know? Those buildings came down in a matter of hours. Don't ask me how this isn't what this podcast is about, but it's just describing the nature of destruction, you know? And how it's just quick. Like, think of COVID, too. Like, it went from an idea, a rumor. Did you hear about this thing going around? To putting pretty much a dead halt to the function of a society and the world in its own way. And just think of the time, like... I don't know, like, I've seen these things, you've seen them, we live through them, collectively and individually, those times in our life where everything we had we just lost in a matter of days, weeks, months, and I just feel like that's our history, you know, like, Everything we've worked so hard to construct, deconstruct, give meaning to can just be wiped out by like a, excuse my language, a big ass asteroid. And full circle, why am I saying all this? I'm thinking about judgment again, thinking about different world religions, I'm thinking about my own and my faith. And oh man, that car just cut everyone. So rude. I'm just thinking about, like, that question, like, then what's the point? Then why does it matter if it's already been determined? Why do good? I'm sitting over here, like, with retirement savings. When I could be, like, doing something sinful with it. Or just living a hedonistic life for, like, I don't know. A week. I think it could last me like a week if I wanted to. But why do I choose to do good? Like, what's the point? Everything's gonna be destroyed anyway. From the looks of it, we're all going to shit. So, I think that isn't to say I'm going to. But it's just to pose the question, like, why do we continue to do good? Is it because we're pressured into it? Oh my god, stop at the fucking stop sign. Sorry, excuse my language. But there's a stop sign, you should just totally stop that one. And I shouldn't have to slow down at a non-always stop sign, but it's LA and... I don't know, people are in a hurry to exist, I guess. So... Why is there like this social pressure to do good? In the case of the stop sign, you know, there are limits and there are rules because that's where we've we've determined that we need to be safe, feel safe, right? Oh, this car is leaving. And I did set a timer for for this laundry machine. So think about that for a little while while I reverse and park or try to. Oh my god, isn't it so gross when someone's like 
half naked and like their pants are halfway down and they're grabbing themselves and they're just sagging so bad and they just pick at their nose and like look around. Um, sorry, I don't know if I let you because I'm doing a podcast. Hanging around the lunch. So, is there just the social pressure to do good? You know, and what's the point if I bend the rules a little bit? break the rules a little bit. Will that really make a difference? And individually, probably not, but definitely, yeah. Collectively, that's how our world is formed, when everyone agrees on a movement, you know, a shift in thinking. And the the capacity of humanity, you know, on a national or global level. Just kind of like COVID. Like, we underestimate and overestimate ourselves sometimes. And I think COVID was one of those things where, like, everyone had to agree to change their life a little bit. And the collective of that was just what we witnessed, you know? And the implications on gas prices, food prices, the air we live in, you know, that was a collective endeavor, whether we planned for it or not, you know, it helped the world in its own way and it hurt people in a lot of ways and it changed pretty much all of our lives. But it was because our individual decisions like summed up made that happen I guess and so we do have a lot of power and the I power is a we power but what does a we power look like does that exist like can people say like let's all agree to do this regardless of creed regardless of um am I recording yes I'm recording cool Regardless of creed, regardless of our past, you know, the horrific things we've done as a people to each other, to ourselves, to other groups, regardless of why that was, because it was evil or because it was um, in our biology and stuff, what if we said, moving forward, we're all going to live this way. We're going to band together scrap these cars you know live a life of humility and simplicity altruism, asceticism the other isms the isms on this other side of the spectrum where one loses themselves where their ego dies and the other becomes the self can we do that? There's this idea of, like, self-actualization. So, let me actually look that up, because I'm in my car. Thankful to be in a car. That has an AC work that works. Okay, so... This is still recording, so... I'm gonna look up self-actualization. Self-actualization. Oh my god, stop. Self-actualization. Now, the realization of fulfillment of one's talents and potentialities, especially considered as a drive or need to present. Or, sorry, as a drive or need present. And then what does it mean to be self-actualized? It's when people accept themselves and others as they are. They tend to lack inhibition and are able to enjoy themselves and their lives free of guilt. 
Not only do self-actualized people fully accept themselves, they also embrace other people for who they are. I feel like this isn't too much to ask for. And I feel like I'm getting there because I see these things in myself that I wasn't able to before. Not that this podcast is about self-actualization, but I thought self-actualization was something totally different. I think uh, self-actualized people accept themselves and others as they are. So it's not so much about changing who you are. It's just about accepting who you are as you are today in the here and now. Okay? You're telling me that's it? You're telling me that's the whole point? Anybody could do that. I mean... Granted, it is one of those things. Like, like I, I usually tell people, like, being yourself is the easiest and most difficult thing you could ever do. And it's easy because you really don't have to do anything. You don't really have to become anything. There's no transformation. The transformation is, like, more so in your head about, like, how you conceptualize the self and you. And really conformity is is asking. There's an ask. There's this um, need to change. Um, I'm going to look up the word conformity. Because I want to conformity. Conformity is compliance with standards, rules, or laws. Or behavior in accordance with socially accepted conventions or standards. So, I don't know. It's kind of like, I need to stop judging people because the same person that was like half naked and stuff, they were doing their laundry and like they just put a really clean t-shirt on. And maybe they would be open to getting a belt if they had access to one. We must change. I must change myself. But see, the change wasn't in that person. The change was that I had to look at them in a different way. You know, because you never know someone's story. It's easy to judge at a snapshot, you know, but the context is missing. A picture doesn't tell... I don't know, like, they say a picture is worth a thousand words. But it's like, a picture is a moment. It doesn't explain, like, what happens before, you know? I guess it's like an album. It tells a story. Um, whatever happened to, like, physical photo albums? Now that made me think, because, like, you remember how, how people would take pictures of, like, their children growing up? And it's like, this is, this is Ronnie when he was born, and this is Ronnie's first day of, like, kindergarten, and this is Ronnie at high school graduation, and then they turn the page. Oh, look, this is Ronnie. He got married last year. We had pictures. Oh, and this is Ronnie's cousin. They went on a trip after that. And it's like... They're a collection of photographs that tell a wider story. But you don't know who Ronnie is from one picture. And you don't know who someone is because of when they snapped at you that one time. And I feel like I'm learning about other people because I'm learning about myself and vice versa. Because, like, now if someone snaps at me, I'm like, I don't really get offended. I just try to figure out, man, they must be going through some stuff. Or, man, I wonder what happened in their childhood to make them that way. And not in a judgmental way, but, like, I don't know. Just trying to get to the bottom and also, I'm learning that 
you really do have to um, remove or, or know the log that's in your eye before you go out like taking out specks in other people's eyes like work on yourself and you know what that means you know I can't say you need to do this and that like there's already laws that govern us you know written and unwritten like you do you right try not to hurt anybody definitely don't try to hurt me like you know I'm doing my own thing I'm living my own life so I'm just I just have to focus on myself I have to change who I am and be more understanding and loving and patient and it's not easy because the holy texts tell us to do what unto others as we would want to have done to ourselves. Treat people how you want to be treated. If you want to be loved, love. You know? Which chances are you do want to be loved. Whatever. But again, I can't judge. How should I know? So, I find it hard to love people sometimes because I'm sensitive, right? Sometimes people, and sometimes it's probably an understatement, sometimes people disturb me. And not who they are, but this weird energy that surrounds them. And I don't like the term vibration because it's not always a vibration. It's not always... And I guess it can be, but it's more of like a like a push, like a force field, like a movement, something in the air. Like I just feel it, you know. Like when people are pacing back and forth, or when they're fidgeting, you know, they're moving their foot up and down. Like I can feel that physiologically, and other people know what I'm talking about, and it's like. It's not that I hate people, it's just I hate the feeling of when people are uncomfortable. And I would perform and I would change what I said because I would want them to relax so that I can relax. Now that I'm a little bit older, I don't want to say wiser in my years because, I don't know. Um... I'm older now, so now I know, like, I just have to kind of manage it, you know? Because, again, you can't really control how people feel, you know? Not consistently with everyone all the time. It's just easier to, like, let go, you know? And try not to be phased. There's people who want to get um, something out of you. They want to rile you up. They want to push your buttons. They want to instigate, provoke, right? Get you to snap and like put you in front of their camera phone and record you and display you to the public, you know, for their own personal gain, right? And. You know, as I've gotten older, I can kind of see it now in people I know, in people I don't know. And now I'm just like, in my head when that happens, I'm like, you know what? Whatever. I don't become Squidward, I just become Patrick. But a silent Patrick. Sometimes I even just look at people. A look that says, dot, dot, dot. Are you finished? And then, oh, you know what? Ah, no. I wanted to pull up into the shade. Um, because, like, eventually, if you just look at people and let them finish their idea... They just realize, why am I even doing this? 
and they just snap out of it. There's this part in the Bible where you're supposed to like love your enemy, and it mentions like heaping coals. You know, it's like putting heaping coals on them. And I feel like I'm starting to get what that means. It's like when you forgive someone who's angry. Or you let angry people do their thing. Assuming they're not physically harming you. Where you actually have to actively defend yourself. If you just kind of let people. Get their energy out. They're usually nice after that. It's almost like they reach a certain state. Like a psychological state. So now. If people are just bothered. I just kind of receive it. I just kind of observe it. I'm just present with them. Usually they're fine after like a few moments. But see, that's something I'm learning from dogs. Like, you can get them excited. Once you get them excited, it's very hard to get them out of that. But there are stages, you know? You can kind of figure out like, oh, that dog is... Has the potential to get there. Because... The proximity between them and the stimuli is like shorter, you know? And you can easily get them out of that like stimulation where they're looking at the thing that makes them excited. And the more time they spend with that, the more excited they get. And so I feel like people are the same, you know? If you spend too much time immersed in the things that trigger you, whether it's an addiction and a relapse or just a relapse as far as a mental one where you're in an environment that triggers your feelings of inadequacy, inferiority, depression, anxiety. It's like you kind of have to get to a point where you know yourself and you can say like just what they do, just what they, with what they say with like the recovering alcoholics they're like don't go to bars try to avoid them try to cut ties with toxic people in your life that a also drink and b make you want to drink you know and it's like you kind of have to be aware of yourself and what gets you riled up and realize there are people who want to see the evil in you and they're going to try to get it out of you by looking at you and that's why I don't look at people a lot in the eye and a lot of times that gets mistaken for autism insecurity um what else just dumb stuff like being awkward or lame socially inept a loser you know but really when people do something to mess with your head they'll just look at you they'll want to see the change in your face because for them that gives them a feeling of control and it's how they learn to feel good because they can't they haven't reached the point where they're Feelings of goodness comes from their own deeds and the positive way they regard themselves. They need to seek that from, and it's also a neg- the negative things they they gather from themselves also is derived from the external environment because maybe they're extroverted. Not to say extroverted people are dumb, but it's just how they process info. And some people they they they'll look into they'll look in the direction of your eyes because they want to see that you've fallen because that's how they pick themselves up and so when I don't look at people in the eye it's not because I'm scared of them it's because I'm protecting my juju you know I don't want bad juju and I don't want to give them this negative thing because I don't have it and I don't want to make it and they're asking for it because they want to start that feedback loop and I'm not about that at least not right now I'm just trying to get better you know you kind of have to protect yourself in this world and like most people think 
you do that by carrying around a gun or by carrying around a Bible and not reading it and just using it as a shield or putting a fence around your house or living in a secluded neighborhood or in an island. Oh, snap. Sorry, that probably hurt your ears. But really, it's about ideas and your personality, you know? We talk about insecurity like it has to do with your makeup or your weight or pimples, you know? Insecurity really is about when we think about the physical world and property, we think about fences, we think about little locks on our door, um, barbed wire, because you don't want to let people in. Why don't you want to let people in? Because it's your dwelling. You survive there. It can't be tampered with. And we, we're insecure when the mechanisms we use to protect ourselves are hurting us. You know, like a lot of people, I'm not putting bigger people down. I'm not putting people with eating disorders down. And I'm not generalizing them. But a lot of times we do that because it protects us from other people. And in that way, it's an insecurity because our behaviors are actually hurting us. Even though we're using them to protect ourselves. So that's what I mean by insecurity. Like, that word is kind of warped. But I think it really just means about protecting yourself and doing that in a healthy way. And there is a way to do that in a healthy way. And we just get a lot of crap for protecting ourselves and our energy. Like, no. You have to. So, I'm 42 minutes in. I'm about to go take my blanket out. Actually, you know what? I can do all this while recording, huh? So, yeah. Like, it's okay to protect your energy. And that... Sometimes that means um, not talking to certain people who feel a certain way and and just respecting yourself, respecting your boundaries, having boundaries, period. You don't have to talk to everyone. And I think that's, that's such a weird thing in our culture and that I've you know, over the years I've developed that. You know, the stuff I'm telling you now, that's not me. It's not who, who I was. Because I wanted to be, to be accepted so badly that I would talk to anyone. But that's tragic. Because what if someone isn't good for me? What if someone isn't good for you? And you haven't developed... Um, Blankets are still wet. No! I'm gonna have to read my book or continue podcasting because this blanket is still wet. And my quarters are in the car. So, what I'm gonna do is go back to my car, get more quarters, just record more in the laundry. Um, Yeah, like, this is all just a product of, product of my experience. And, you know, if you've been listening to this podcast for six months, which I highly doubt, you know that I wasn't in that kind of a place in the winter room. I couldn't. It was suffocating me. An environment where I couldn't really relate to, to the people I was working with. And that just had different values than me. Like... It wasn't working out. So you do have to separate yourself when you can't separate other people from an environment, from you. And it's not selfish. That's another misconception. Like, selfish is like, I don't even know how to explain it. 
So, I my point is, you have a body. You have a mind. Oh, great. 26 minutes. Um, I might have to film another episode or record another one. But I want to read my book, too. Um, so, yeah. Like, you can have a locked door at a house to not let people in. But you won't do that with yourself when you're in school or at work. Like, you can. You don't have to entertain everyone, you know? And that's something I had to learn to change because the more time you live on this planet, as you get older, because I don't know how old you are, the less time you have to live on this planet. And after a while, you just, you don't have the room. Like, you know what? a phone or before it was like an iPod like you only have so much memory or like storage space where there's all this other extra stuff that you're like man I can't I can't do that I can't contain that because there's not enough space and I would have to delete this other stuff to make room but I need this stuff so it's a no like that's that's what it is like my point is if you are a treasure and you are priceless and precious you know more precious than the minerals and rubies diamonds sapphires of this earth like you would want to keep those safe in a safe in a vault where they would be difficult to access. So why can't you do that with you? Like, you know? We do that with with words. We do that with language. Verbal language, non-verbal language. With our eyes. With our clothes. With how we express and display ourselves. You know? The word no. The words, no thank you. The words, I'm busy. The words, maybe another day. That lets someone know that you're good. That you're, you don't want to do what they want you to do. And sure, they'll be hurt, right? They'll feel rejected. But like, you just have to protect your juju. And that's not to say that in life, like, to never go out of your comfort zone, because it takes a lot. But then, sometimes staying in your comfort zone hurts, but then it's so hard to explain, because people keep pushing that. Like, the pyramid scheme people who wanted me to sell insurance, but they wanted me to, like, pay them to for so I could work like who does that like who hires someone who's like pay me like no you have to pay me duh but then I'm like no you'll make money after you pay me and then it's like well yeah cause someone else is gonna be paying so they can work like, anyway, um, yeah, like, they push this agenda of, go outside of your comfort zone, this is how you grow, you know, like, you're being lazy, and, and so you can say no, like, um, and you don't have to tell them that in the way I'm saying it. You can be all respectful and stuff, like what I did. But just, essentially you're telling them, like, you know what? 
you have your ideas of what laziness is and comfort zone is, and I have mine. And there's ways of being disrespectful about it. For the purpose of this episode, I can go on. And I want to tell them conforming is lazy. The things you're talking about wanting to do this American dream you know how many people did that? you know how many more people want to do that? you know how many more people can't? for whatever reason and you're following this idea that doesn't change and hasn't changed and perpetuates the system that's relying on banks and overproduction and overconsumption and you want to tell me that I'm not being open to change and that I have to stand out and be different and make a difference and it's like yo Like, take a good look at yourself, you know? But you can't say that, because again, you have to work on yourself, you know? And you have to leave that judgment behind. But sometimes I want to say that, like, people push that, go out of your comfort zone to manipulate you. And it's like, you know what? If you want to go outside of your comfort zone, it better benefit you, you know? And if you feel like it doesn't, and you're really tapping into yourself, and your intuition then you don't have to do it like a lot of people will try to tell you what your comfort zone is like they understand the inner workings of your mind it was really hard for me to quit my job in December because it was easy it was safe but the values weren't there and I was suffering so, the things you think are staying in your comfort zone, like, it's confusing. And I couldn't go outside of my comfort zone until it was bothering me. But it's not to say that that's a template everybody could use. I mean, on the surface it is, but like, you'll know, you know, you'll know. You'll suffer, is how you could tell, and you'll make those changes. So, I mean, I can't tell you what that is. I can only tell you that that mechanism exists, and you'll be fine. And I think I'm going to end it here, because... I'm starting to get hungry, and... I'm pretty sure I can just take my blanket out. So, yeah, like, that's where I'm at right now. And I don't walk dogs today. I'm just going to be doing Starbucks at like 5 to 9.30. So, yeah. Looking forward to it. Alright.